Welcome to the Mommy Matters podcast, where Mommy Matters is a double entendre that states and declares that mommies matter, where we have conversations surrounding Mommy Matters from conception to pregnancy to postpartum, mother and father wounds, dating, mindfulness and self-care, spirituality, parenting, discipline, legislation, money, and so much more. It is my hope and my prayer that the information that you gather here serves as a blueprint for generational and individual ascension. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome to the Mommy Matters podcast, and I am your host, Cecile Edwards or Taroche. And today we have a special guest on our podcast called Ancestral Healing. The title is Ancestral Healing. And as you know, um, my company, Mommy Evolve, is all about intergenerational healing and self-care. And ancestral healing is a very critical component of intergenerational healing. Understanding your family stories, understanding your family, calling on those ancestors, those, those um beneficial ancestors to assist you along your way and why that's important. I hope I haven't lost anybody yet because I know you have certain um, beliefs. You may think that it's not um, healthy to to do that, but uh, hopefully in this call, in this uh, recording, we will get you to understand how and why um, staying connected to your ancestors is important for your healing journey and for your process as a mother, um, as a mother. Okay, so today I have my special guest and her name is Kalinda Brown. And Kalinda Brown is a healer and she deals specifically with ancestral healing, assisting um, individuals in connecting with their ancestors and um, yeah, connecting with them more strongly and understanding what it means to, to, to do ancestral healing. So without further ado, I'll have Kalinda um, do more explanation and, of what she does and how she does it. Kalinda? Hey, everybody. Well, once again, my name is Kalinda Brown. And what I do is um, ancestral healing work. And I do that in... Um, kind of various ways. I have a course, which is my ancestor healing um, session or a course, whatever you want to call it. And what we do is we look at the things that you are going through, because a lot of times what you're going through is a spinoff of what your ancestors may have gone through or the exact same thing, because a lot of things are generational. And we deal with you we begin to heal you as you're healing yourself you're actually healing your line now the thing that may throw some people is that as you're doing this um how can i say it without like i don't want to scare anybody off but you know your ancestors are going to start coming in various ways they may not manifest but you may get synchronicities you may see feathers a lot you may see you know the same bird over and over again let's put it like this they're going to give symbols that they are there and that they hear you and that they thank you for the things that you're doing so when you're healing your lineage like i said you're dealing with let's just say you deal with depression a lot how i 
do my work is we found out what's causing the depression because depression is a symptom of a root issue. So let's say you're dealing with depression and having anxiety. A lot of times that is issues from abandonment issues or rejection type issues, which is usually the root issue. And most of our root issues are, you know, coming from the family lineage as well. So it's probably a lot of you all who let's just, we're going to use molestation because that's the main one. That's the major mm, one yes. in a lot of families. Mm -hmm. Like if I was molested, you know, there are other women in my family who were molested. Right. And so that, that energy or that spirit be healing that within myself. I'm also healing it in my line. How you heal it in your line is it's like you're, you're thinking about those who you knew who were molested and then you're just speaking of those who may have been molested in your family because it didn't start with your great grandmother way before that how can i prove that let's just go back to slavery our women were raped and molested all the time mm -hmm. they even named them the men in the night when they would come in the night and do what they did so these things started a long 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 time ago so that's what so when you're healing you're calling forth you know your your ancestors and you and you tell you saying that you're cleansing them as well and sometimes you're going to get very emotional the reason being is because you're healing yourself but you're also healing you feel is also what they feel and it's going to come out of you so it's a very deep process it's very emotional um at times because i have you face things we call stuff up like i don't sugarcoat anything i do it because i believe in getting the root up out of you mm -hmm. and this is the Hands up um, Kalinda, before you continue can you just um i don't there it's going in and out Oh, yeah. Now? I don't know if it's because you're in a particular place or what, but when we were talking earlier, it wasn't an issue. So, is it doing it now? No, it sounds better now. It sounds more. Okay. Better. I'm sorry, you all. I hope you caught all of that. But um, the last part that I was going to say is, is that when you finish feeling, you will not be the same person. You will come out a. All right, it's going in and out again. I don't know why, because I haven't even moved. I am like completely still. I don't know either. I don't know. Um, sometimes it's fine, and then sometimes it's not. All right, anyway, oh, that's not good. Go ahead, continue, continue. Okay, that's not good. We'll let the message out. Okay, the message will get out. Absolutely. Uh, you're basically out removing right. it's, it's messing up a lot let me see if we can go out and then come back in we may have to start over though <laughs> that's the only thing that's fine that's um, fine i don't know why it's doing that i'm that's funny because i had moved right right and i'm you know i usually don't have issues either so i don't know why it's doing that but you know hmm oh wow yeah <laughs> okay Wait, you want me to yeah let's in? go let's okay um, yeah try try to go out and come back in okay all right
All right, welcome back everyone. We apologize for the technical difficulties. Um, as stated before, we are talking about ancestral healing with Kalinda Brown. And so Kalinda was talking about how deep ancestral healing is and how not only do you heal yourself, but you heal generations back. Seven generations back is what we say and seven generations forward. And that the reason being is that most likely, and it's very likely that the reason why you may be dealing with whatever it is, is based is because of what happened in the past. And so you're healing literally the energy of a thing that is in your family. Mm -hmm. So Kalinda, without me continuing to talk and talk, <laughs> let's, let's hear what you have to say. You were saying, talking about depression and anxiety, um, and those things and how it uh, affects your family mind. Right. What I was saying was with when I do the ancestral healing, a lot of people are suffering from the effects of like a root issue. And sometimes the most of the time the root issue stems from like abandonment issues, rejection issues, um, sexual abuse, you know, just any type of abuse. And a lot of that has, you know, it's generational. It's come from generation to generation to generation. So a lot of people try to heal the symptoms, which is depression, which may be anxiety, which may be low self-esteem. That's not what you're healing. You have to heal the root issue. So when I do my course with the um, students that I work with, we deal with the root issues. One of the things that I do, I can't tell too much, um, is I have them face the issue. I have them go back to memories that have been suppressed mm -hmm. and I have them face those memories. And I had one girl do it. Oh my God. She said, she called me and she was like, girl, oh my God. She was like, I didn't know it was going to be like that. She said she was screaming, hitting pillows, getting, I mean, she was like punching the stove. She was like, when she went back and revisited everything, and let the emotions come out that had been held for so long. Wow. She said it was intense, but it changed her when it was all said and done. And that's the other thing. In our lineages, you know, especially with things like molestations or abuse, you know, families don't want people to know what's going on. So a lot of that has been hushed. No one's talking about anything. Right. So with her getting it out, the reason why it was so intense is because she was getting out generations of people's anger, mm -hmm. of people's hurt, of people's pain. That's why it was so intense. It wasn't just hers. She was the vessel and the voice where her ancestors could come through and get everything out. Because remember, their blood runs through ours. We are our ancestors. Absolutely. It's like they're us. We are them. So... Part of that is, is healing. It's, it's really, really, oh my God. It's, it's so releasing that people need to, people need to do this. And so much will be cleared up. Let me tell you, when I did mine, I was focused on something else, but it healed something else in my family. It right. was so weird. Right. I was, right. Yes. And that's what happens. I was focused on molestation. But it ended up having somebody else reveal something that needed to be revealed that we could never get out of them. And I wasn't even asking for that. So that's what I'm saying. A lot of times when you're doing ancestral healing, when you start doing your work, it's going to work a lot of other things in your family as well. It's so important. 
It's so very important. You want to get your kids healed? Start doing ancestral work because a lot of the things that your kids may be carrying or doing is because of a lot of the things that are in your line. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I totally, totally agree. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that part of us releasing, you know, Mm -hmm. I say all the time that much of our work has nothing to do with what we are attaching to ourselves the more, more stuff attaching all this stuff getting this and getting that and getting this and getting that it's right it's more so about what you are releasing, releasing. From absolutely life, from your subconscious mind from your energy centers from absolutely you know, these issues that we see occurring um in our children and in our in ourselves are um again as you said things that are being held in our dna and we know mm-hmm that things are transferred through our DNA, through, you know, scientific studies. We know it now through scientific studies, but, you know, our ancestors, our people have always known, you know, that's right. why they were so, um, you know, I, I am friends with a person who is a shaman and he um, does um, ceremonies um, using plant medicine. Um, and, you know, there's different plant medicines that helps to clear out your subconscious mind, right? And to-, to right bring some things to the forefront so he does those things and you know he was telling me about when he first even came into contact with doing that and he came to discover that this is something that's done regularly like every you know three months or whatever Mm -hmm. out of the year um whole whole community come together to do this to clear out any subconscious any dna anything that needs to be cleared out of their their minds their bodies and their their cells right keeping them from being activated and being their best selves. So this is not, you know, something new. It's really not a woo-woo thing. <laughs> right. It's really not. It's, it's really, really not. not. It's so real. Um, right. And, you know, a lot of the, the things that, again, some mothers come to me and they're like, oh, you know, um, my child is dealing with this. And I said, well, how, how are you dealing with it? And how did you deal with it mm-hmm. um, when you were a child and when you were younger? Have you absolutely with and cleared up any of these things? And I know I came to that realization when my daughter um, was having self-esteem issues. And mm-hmm. I know that, that was something that I dealt with. And when I look back in my lineage, it's something that my mom and my grandmother and these people, they all dealt with. But let me say this, and that's, that's one of the things, like I said, when you clear up yourself, you clear up your line. And uh, because a lot of us, our families did come from slavery, not everyone, mm-hmm. but you have to think back on our people during that time, who they were, the era they were in and what they were taught. They were taught low self-esteem right you know what i'm saying that was just one of the things i mean they were they were treated a certain way they were called a certain way so eventually you start to believe it right and then you begin to pass that along through your family and it's not necessarily verbally it's in your actions right and that's why you know like you said your mom had it your, your grandmother probably had it and even those further along had it because it wasn't cleared out yet until you recognized it right so uh, go ahead i'm sorry no not that 
I was going to say a lot of the things that, that we're dealing with are the effects of our ancestors. It's not like, oh, I just got this child and this child is just acting this way or that way. It's like, no, it's behaviors and characteristics within the DNA that are passed down that may have skipped the other kids, but it went to that certain one. Mm -hmm. You now, know. That you said that it's an energy. Yeah, it's an energy. It's an That's energy. absolutely what it is. And so... Um, give us a little bit more about what that means to say that it is, it is it's an energy. <laughs> okay, well, then it's it's an energy because it's it's almost like um, let's let's reference it to like a behavior. You know, um, it's something that that you can maneuver, that you can kind of push out and everything. It's it's because it's not. Oh, how can I explain it to make it sound so simple? It's um. It's something that flows through like you know how like you're you may have some characteristics or behaviors like your father but he didn't actually put it in you like you know per se he didn't like be like okay this is yours it's just an energy that goes that that flows through and it can go from person to person through the womb mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like that and that's how a lot of this is care okay so what okay let me give you an example okay so i have a friend that does birth um reiki trauma and what she does is she has us um go back to when we were in the womb yes and she's like what is she'll ask you like what do you see what do you feel and blah 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 and what it, and she was like okay now what do you feel your mother was feeling at the time? And a lot of times when we're in the womb, if our parents or our mother was depressed, it's usually going to transfer to us. So that's what I mean by it's an energy. Yep. It's transferring. Yeah. So it's, that's what I mean when I'm saying it's like an energy. It's like what they feel, you feel, you carry it on. Because think when you're, when you're an infant, well, when you're an embryo or whatever you want to call it, a, a, a fetus, you're picking up all the energy that's around you, as well as the fact that a lot of us are empaths. Mm -hmm. So yes, I'm glad that you said that. And, and I mean, again, if you look at um, quote unquote modern science, it will tell mm -hmm. that when even in the conversation of epigenetics, mm -hmm. you, you can break a cycle and a curse and change your DNA by changing your environment, right? Absolutely. So the energy of the environment that you are in if you are if you are accustomed to being in a an environment that is full of traumas and disease and, right um, discord and um you know those kinds of things you're going to build up a uh uh, uh, uh you know a you can, that energy in your system and in your area in your aura. if you're around negative people all the time you're going to build it's very difficult you know unless you're like you know already ascended like the street buddha thumb right <laughs> you <know>? right <laughs> you are going to pick up the energies of the people that you're around and the things that you're around that's what they say you are you know the sum total of the five people that you're around and this is why also a lot absolutely hear people who have become successful say that they had to change their environment they had to change the people they were around in order mm -hmm. to they desire to be and so absolutely inside, so the question i have to ask is what are you putting yourself and your children around 
in order Absolutely. to break the chains and break the bonds and do that ancestral healing work? Are you continuing to put your children in, um, pass down that poverty mindset by how right. you function? You know, mm -hmm. are you continue, continuing to have that energy of sexual abuse by not right. empowering your children with the, the information around absolutely you know, body positivity and mm -hmm. uh, boundaries and healthy sexual expression absolutely um, that's what ends up happening you end up closing yourself off to those conversations and those those um that education a lot of times and so you know mm -hmm. we be mindful of that and that's the real the real time ways that we break um break these ancestral uh curses or I, the, the word right. curse, it makes it seem like it sticks but it doesn't right but you know this is this right. is the thing I, I i don't necessarily use the word curse Me. only because like you said i mean it for one thing we said because it's what we've always heard right. but you know when you really look up the definition of a curse you know that's something that's kind of spoken over a person or a family so that's one of the reasons why i do not utilize that word um because some of the things that are in our families are not curses it's behaviors it's mm -hmm. patterns and those can yeah. be broken you know by changing that behavior mm -hmm. and that pattern but when a person here cursed they're like oh my goodness it's gonna take this it might take that and blah 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 and it's like it it, it changes how a person thinks or views something if you say that this is a generational pattern right or behavior mm -hmm. it seems like it's easy to combat it or to conquer it as opposed this is the curse and you like i said you know how curses are depicted here you know it's hard it's it's not easy to deal with and, and it's something dark attached to it and all that kind of stuff so that's why i really don't use that word i just right and i don't either in fact in yeah. my book i have a whole chapter about it and it's the, the title mm -hmm. is something like generational patterns or something right right right. So right definitely not um you just have to be very conscious of it aware of mm -hmm. it take it you know take it seriously take it as something that you know you can and you will remove from your your pattern because from your lifestyle because the reality is if, they, if you don't remove it you know you can't blame anyone else for right to be there that's another thing um you know a lot of us want to blame our ancestors or blame the people before us but you have to understand that people did what they did to maintain and survive because at the end of their life is most critical right right mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're not able to live and carry on your bloodline Right. right then you are not able to even get the opportunity to make any change right, right. nobody's able to able to do that so sometimes you have to think about decisions and choices and sometimes very uh quick decisions decisions and choices turns into a pattern mm -hmm. that um you know someone down the line has to break and it's okay if you're the one that right it, be the one to break it absolutely and don't give up you know that's the that's the main thing because sometimes it's not easy to to change patterns and behaviors but you don't stop you know you you keep going until you see that change and then when you're dealing with your kids and everything you know you you have to be like you said you go back and you think about how you were when you were a child that's how i deal with my son mm -hmm. you know it's it's certain things that he may do or whatever and i have to remember kalinda you were a child once mm -hmm. you know 
What did you do? How did you respond? And when your parents responded, how you're responding, how did it affect you? You know, so it's, it's, that's imperative, you know, that you go back to when you were younger and how you dealt with certain things. Right. Because a lot of times our kids would do the exact same things that we did. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, they would do the exact same thing. They do most of that's why they're your master teachers, right? Right, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And sometimes, you know, sometimes they don't do the exact same thing you mm -hmm. did, and they still teaching you because exactly. my son has patience. I don't, but I learn from him because I watch him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, let me slow down. Cause I'd be like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And he'll he'll still take his time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I see what's going on. Right. And truth be told, that's the way many ways that our ancestors speak to us. I was just going to say that. Absolutely. Yes, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that's the many ways that our ancestors speak to us and, and shows us that mm -hmm. we have opportunities to evolve constantly um, and that we have the opportunities to make changes and to see what it is that we need to see constantly. So, um, so let's let's go back a little bit. Um, so we talked a little bit about, you know, defining what ancestral healing is, um, defining what your ancestors are. Um, and you said earlier that you may get certain signs that that's, you know, your ancestors are speaking to you. Mm -hmm. and you said that feathers and birds and things like that. Why, why those things? What, what about feathers and birds and, and particular things? How would you, okay. if it's a synchronicity? Okay, well, for one thing, like cer certain things that, that are on us uh, in, the, in the spiritual world are, have been the same from ancient times to now. And you know, back during ancient times, before people even spoke and used language, they used symbols. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times birds with symbols, the different feathers, the feather sizes, the colors, all of that was like symbols to mean certain things. And those, and then think about it, those certain things will catch your attention. You keep seeing the same feather or feathers all the time. It's going to catch your attention. And true, they could use other things, but most of the time it's like feathers. It could be um, synchronicity and numbers. You know, you may see five, five, five all the time or something like, you know, something like that. It's just those it's certain symbols that have just been passed down that are always used. But this is the thing though. It, within each family now, they will use a symbol that they know will catch your individual attention as well. Like the feathers and stuff are kind of generalized. You know, the feathers, the um, are just birds. Um, sometimes bees, sometimes butterflies. Um, it could be dragonflies. I mean, it could be anything, but it's going to be something that is going to catch your particular attention, and you will begin to see it. Or, you know, and, and so I don't go too deep with it or anything. If you are, are a person that actually um, deal with your ancestors, you ask them, mm -hmm. you know, what symbol are they going to show you or how is it that they are speaking to you? Now, a lot of times it would be through dreams or visions mm -hmm. that a lot of us have. Mm -hmm. And that is like really the most natural way that you will know. Um, you will have dreams. You know how some of us still make dream about our grandmother or parent or something like that. Mm -hmm. It can be done that way as well. 
Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a variation of ways where you will know that um, what you're doing is working and that what you're doing is being recognized. And, and this is the other part of it. Um, I don't know exactly how deep I can go, but um, your ancestors help you mm-hmm. as you're doing this. It's not like you're not doing it alone. Right. So, right. you know, it's like I said, they're there. You're, you know, doing your part mm-hmm. of what you're supposed to do. And this is the other thing with the whole thing. You it's just like want to anything else. It's like with right in, in, in um, spiritual traditions, you know, they say grace. Right. Right. Or, you know, that those energies. That right. That's and that's what it is. It's energies. And like I said, those things can be changed. You can change behaviors and ways. It just will take work to do it. But you can change those energies out of yourself and out of your children. Right. It's, like I said, it may take some work, but you can get it done. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the ways you can do it is just speaking the things that you want to release out of your family and begin to speak those things that you want in your family. That's how you're going to shift that energy out. Because if you're not fueling that energy anymore... It's basically going to shift out and die out. Mm-hmm. And that's how powerful you are. Let me just Right. Absolutely. A lot of times, you know, I have women come to me and literally they're in fear of mm-hmm. what they're finding in terms of the, the patterns and all of those things. And I'm like, you can, you can, you have the power. You created, right. you created a person, you were created. So you can create what it is that you desire. Right. You know, these things are just a a mirror being held up to show you what you do not desire in your life. And that's fine. And you need to now speak what it is that you do desire in your life. And I'm very, um, you know, particular about learning as much about family history as possible. And stories, because once you know certain details about stories, that's what I love about history, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you learn certain things in history. I mean, when you're learning like true history and the way people and things interact, um, not, not like they teach it in, in schools where it's kind of like, you know, ABC happened and that was it. Nah, it's always way more underneath that. <laughs> right, right. And once you learn those things and you understand the intricacies of stories and how things come to being, um, I feel like it frees you. It frees right. you to create a new story, mm-hmm. right? That is part of an- ancestral healing is creating a new story, creating a new vision, creating a new uh, way of seeing things, reframing your story. I went to a, uh, a retreat this past weekend called Elevation Weekend with the, with the womb sauna. And there was a um, woman there named Elena Crawford. She wrote a book called Fistful of Honey. And her workshop was about um, reframing your story, elevating your story. Mm -hmm. And she talked about, you know, all of these experiences that she went through and how she reframed her story to, um, to show how powerful she was. Oh, there you go. To reef or as opposed to continuing to repeat it in a way that made her the victim. And I think that that's important to, um, to to note because Mm -hmm. even when things happen to you and things will always happen the way you deal with it Mm -hmm. 
makes a difference on how it affects your body, your spirit, and your energy. Absolutely. Oh, and that, that is the main thing. You're rewriting your story when when you're when you're doing like your healing work and everything like it's it's really simple now this is one thing i want to say there are some people that i have um worked with or just you know briefly spoken to well not really briefly um who were adopted and they don't know anything about their family so it's um so going back because you know you was talking about history and that's very important but when you can't go back it's like well what do I do? Mm. You know, it's like, who do I go to to find out where it started, when it started and all of that. And, and you really, you can't, okay. So you can't go back. Like, um, let's see how can I say it? You can't go back physically, like be able to ask someone, mm -hmm, especially right. when you don't know. So that's when you really have to just go inside yourself. Right. Right. and start the healing that way it's like once once you go inside yourself things begin to be revealed yeah to you about yourself so it's not like there are you know there's nothing that a person who's adopted you know they can't do what they need to do they can it's just that it's going to take a lot of inner work mm -hmm. more inner work for them Right for the um, then, layers to be un, un yes, yes, absolutely. It's gonna take more inner work, and um, even and for you those don't know everything. I don't mean to cut you off, but you don't oh, know you know everything in order to continue your to continue and be confident in your journey. Right, that's very true. You don't have to know everything at all, and sometimes it's good that you don't. Mm know everything you know i feel like this i've <laughs> always believed in divine timing right. i've always in believe in divine order divine connections and all of that whatever it is you are supposed to know you will know yeah. whatever it is you are not supposed to know you will not know right right and, and everything Right, because you, you have to be in alignment with the most high. And when you're on your journey of doing your work, that's the starting point. You're, you know, you, you have to be aligned with the most high and yourself. Right. Because a lot of us aren't even aligned with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it starts like that. So, you know, everything is divine. Mm -hmm. What you're supposed to know, you will know. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what you're not supposed to know, don't try to force that because it may not be time. And you may think you can handle it, but you really can't. Right, right. There's this tendency for a lot of, of, of folks to want to, for example, in their spiritual journey, to want to have their third eye open, mm -hmm. um, you know, immediately. And it's like, mm, nah, baby. <laughs> right, right, um, right. That's, that's some serious stuff right there. People go crazy off of that, you know quote-unquote crazy I should right no but you're absolutely right though so it's it's a it's a journey it's a process and whatever you start ensure that you're very transparent with your children about mm -hmm. where you started so that they can continue the work that's absolutely missing in our um in our understanding of parenting, mm -hmm. the purpose and power of parenting we need to understand the legacies and the, the stories of our lives to our children. I don't care what it is. Right. We need right. Because otherwise, um, that energy that we worked hard to, 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 um, to repel can come back and sneak up on them 
you know, <laughs> in some way. Right. That's very true. It it will definitely it can definitely do that. Repel and sneak back up on you. That is very true. That's why you always have to kind of be just prepared mm-hmm. and kind of always on point because you have to think about it. Certain there the if that behavior and pattern was in a family for a very long time or that energy, mm-hmm. the energy may not be ready to go. Right. And it may come back, even if you go back to Christianity and go to that scripture in the Bible, where it talked about, um, be careful when you, um, was it, was it a spirit? Yeah. Be careful when you send a spirit away or something like that, because it'll come back with, um, 10 more and be stronger. I can't remember if it was a spirit or what, whatever it was, but it's, the, it's, uh, it's like that same thing yeah. that, you know, you can send it away and think you cleared it, but it could come back even stronger. Mm-hmm. So you have to be, you have to be careful, you know, and just stay cognizant. I mean, don't be fearful and be like, Oh my God, it's going to come back. You know, not like that. Right. But, you know, mindful, just be a, mindful. Yeah, just, right. Just be mindful and aware. Absolutely. Yeah, be mindful yeah. of that and stay vigilant on your your past path and keep your vibration high and keep right around right high as well. Um, <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. It's okay. Talking about dreams, so I'm gonna tell you a dream I had. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I had this dream, and I'm telling you, I woke about this dream like, what in the world? Because <laughs> folks was in it that I was like, why are these folks in this dream? So this is what happened, right? Okay. <laughs> and somebody told me, interpreted it for me a little bit, but I wanted to, to hear what your um, understanding mm-hmm. may be. Okay. So in this dream, I am in a very rustic place, right? So like a, a you know, three-room cabin out in the woods, and it was not in America. It was in another country, okay? Maybe South mm-hmm. America, somewhere, somewhere in America, somewhere, somewhere. So in this dream, I was um, there and Beyonce was there. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. So okay. Beyonce is there on a quote unquote spiritual journey, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm over here and I'm there, there with her, but she didn't even recognize me, right? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like kind of following behind her, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, mm-hmm. trying to get to know who she is type thing. And she's completely... Right ignoring me and trying to be in the mix with the with the local people the people that are there you know mm-hmm. in the community and it's a community of spiritual people so she was trying to really get close to you know this elder the elder women etc cetera, etc cetera, and completely ignoring me so I'm getting ready to leave and as I'm getting ready to leave from this place I guess my time was up um, as I'm leaving, everybody is sad that I'm going and they're like, oh, boy, why are you leaving? You don't have to leave. And, and as I'm, um, you know, about to leave my, I guess the person who would have, who, who was like my husband or something. And he was like a, a premier or the, the main, uh, spiritual advisor in the community, um, came to me and was very sad that I was leaving. He was crying and, you know, everybody was like gathering around us and, and sad that mm-hmm. I was and he didn't want me to leave and it was then that um uh miss beyonce (laughs) Uh who i was and then wanted to talk to me so one of the elder women um encouraged me to come back in the house for something or another and beyonce is ready steady trying to talk to me you know trying to now give me the attention that i was trying to give her earlier um as well as trying to talk to my mate um, my mate. And that's okay. how the 
ended like it ended like that it was like i was just like whatever and she was trying to, and i just found the dream so hilarious but i don't usually remember my dreams mm-hmm. the fact that, that that happened i know it's hilarious it's like beyonce why the hell you i don't even listen to, to her music like that <laughs> right so it's hilarious to me but something like that let's say you're interpreting your dream or trying to interpret your own dreams what how do you um, go about doing that with the, the messages or do you just recommend that you go to someone who's a dream interpreter to, to get that um well because i okay so my life is kind of weird not <laughs> weird but i um, have always been intuitive extremely extremely intuitive always my whole life it just runs in the family and i've mm-hmm. always been that way so i've always been able to interpret my own dreams mm-hmm. um one of the ways that you can um interpret dreams of course is whatever is is kind of sticking out in that dream you google that and you put in what is the spiritual meaning of the dream so let me tell you when you're doing dream interpretation you you don't look at the whole picture you have to break it down Mm. like i mean you have to really break things down to the point to where it can be let's just say you're dreaming about a cat Mm -hmm. okay a person who's uh, a person to be like, okay, well, what kind of cat was it? What color was the cat? Mm-hmm. What was the cat doing? Where was the cat going? All of that helps you interpret your dreams. And being that I'm from the South, you know, um, it's just certain things that people would dream about that you kind of grow up just knowing, you know, well, a snake may mean this. Or if you like, okay, for instance, if you dream about a male, and in and, and a dream, let's just say, um, I probably shouldn't use this because it's kind of morbid, but if you dream about a male passing, it's usually going to be a female. If you dream about a female, it's going to be a male. Um, you know, of course, when they say you dream about fish, you know what that means. Someone's pregnant and stuff like that. But when you're doing dream interpretation, you have to break down everything. And like for those who um, really want to kind of just break it down or whatever, you look at the colors of things. You look at the things that really stick out. And then you look up the spiritual meaning of whatever was in your dream. And you find what resonates with you. Because it's going to be various interpretations a lot of times. But you find what resonates with you. Now, um, you, you were saying Beyonce's in your dream. And you know, Beyonce is very spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she, she's, on a very, you know, she's on a strong spiritual walk. And with her being in your dream, you got to see how her spirituality relates to you. Hmm. Like, why would a person, why would she be in your dream? You know, um, like, look at the kind of person that she is. What is that saying to you? What is that speaking to you? You know, she's a manifester. You know, she, she gets things done. She's a trailblazer. You know, what, how does that align with the things that you're, that you are doing because a dream can be a certain way, but when you interpret it, it would be something totally different than what you actually dreamed. Mm. Mm. Cause you know, a person, you just said that, that just, I just realized based on some other things that have been happening, I'm like, Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> right. Because you know, sometimes you can dream about death, but it don't mean somebody's going to die. It's right. the rebirth of something. It's the start right. of something new. So that's what I'm saying. When you interpret dreams, it's more than just, oh, okay, we was riding down the street and the car went to the left and then, you know, something happened. No, 
what color was the car? What kind of car was it? What were y'all talking about? You know, it's so much, so much that go into dream interpretation. But like I said, for me, it, it was just something that came natural. I would just, and like my cousins call me all the time, be like, well, what does this mean? And then I would just tap in and I would be able to explain it. And then I would hang up and go about my business. But so, so you have to begin to look at dreams because I feel like you're going to be able to do it as well eventually. But if you're not doing it already and just not realizing it, because, you know, sometimes we can know what a dream means, but we don't trust ourselves yes. enough. And then we go out and ask someone else because right. everything that you need is within you, whether it's dormant or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So thank you. Because that's just some little tips for people to understand and interpret their dreams. Right. Um, or even interpret their own children's dreams. I think this conversation Absolutely. is really important for me because a lot of times our children have gifts and we cause mm -hmm. them to suppress them. Um, oh, that happens a lot. Not believing them mm -hmm. when they say that they saw certain things or not. Absolutely. Um, you know, encouraging or making them feel like it's something scary or. Right. You know, right. Or, I know I have quite a few friends who have had that. Like they would talk to, you know, their, probably their ancestors or people, mm -hmm. you know, energies of people who were in houses they lived in and right. um, they became spooked by it because nobody was um talk to them about it but you know these are things right. that oftentimes are in your family line and so it's absolutely it's not like it's, <laughs> you know I, I come from a family of mediums mm -hmm. I, I mean a line of mediums so like seeing certain things is not like um, it's, it's not unnormal mm -hmm. and my family on my mom's side is so normal and you know um, if, if it would have been suppressed I would have grown up feeling crazy which honestly I didn't feel crazy um, even though like my um, parents they didn't really like I would always tell them even when I was young um, oh my god I would see things and I would know so much and sometimes you're just covered and you just kind of build your gift as you go. Now, I'm not going to say it was easy all the time because it wasn't. I mean, for the longest times, I did not sleep with my head from up under the covers because I would always see stuff. And I never, even to this day, to this day, I don't sleep with any doors open because I would always see something in the door. Hmm. It never failed. <laughs> so even to this day, I don't sleep with doors open. I can't. You know what I'm saying? That's just something I haven't gotten past since I was younger. But, you know, I just, I don't do that. But I wouldn't, I would like to say this. Don't suppress your child's gift because you are afraid, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and a lot of times the parent went through the same thing as a child mm -hmm. and you try to suppress that child. And it's just like, allow that child to be, mm -hmm. though you are afraid your child may not be afraid. And then, you know, we, we have purposes here. Mm -hmm. And you may be knocking your kid's purpose all the way off, mm -hmm. getting them off track of what they need to do in and life or who they may need to help in life. And their power in understanding the Absolutely. spirit world earlier. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We have this delay in understanding and, and being, quote unquote, getting to understand our spirituality because those gifts are suppressed so early. 
Um, but of course, you know, take your time and see how your child functions with it. Because if they're terrified, just because they're terrified and you know what I'm saying, maybe take them to someone who's a professional who can help them go through it or, you know what I'm saying, or something like that. But definitely don't, you know, discourage them from what is theirs already. So I think we may have lost Kalinda. Kalinda, are you there? All right. We are feeling like a void or feeling like something isn't right. Okay. Yeah. You went out for a few seconds. Oh. I didn't hear what you were saying. Am I back now? Yeah, you are back now. Okay. I don't know what happened with that one because I didn't really move. But um, what I... So we were talking about the, you know, your children just ensuring that you don't block your children from, um, you know, being believed in terms right. of what their their gifts are, what they can see, and and, and mm -hmm. you know finding ways to get them to become comfortable or understand it in some way. Um, yeah, absolutely. You shouldn't block as much as you possibly can because that's who they are, and it's like you're suppressing who your child is. Mm -hmm. I, good because they won't feel whole they're, they're gonna always feel a void they're gonna always feel like something is missing or you're, or you're gonna close their throat chakra mm -hmm. and they won't be able to express themselves as they should and they're gonna always feel that blockage always feel that blockage until it's one day open and then sometimes when you suppress them so much that when they get older and they realize it's like they're gonna burst into the gift that was already there and sometimes that can be a hindrance or harmful because it's almost like they're going full force into something that they can't control or can't handle because it hadn't been cultivated mm -hmm. so it's it's best that you know you just allow them to be allow them to be who they are absolutely allow them to be who they are yep. allow their their way of life to evolve the way that it is evolving naturally absolutely it doesn't have to be a hindrance to you it can just it can be a compliment to yours um absolutely so, yeah so is there any other thing that you would like to share anything that you you know want people to know about ancestral healing um how what you want women to know about ancestral healing and its importance its power and tips um as well as how they can people can get in contact with you Okay, well, as far as um, I feel that it is very, very, very powerful for women. Not saying that men um, are not powerful when it comes to doing your ancestral healing, but I feel like for women, it is extremely important that they step into ancestral healing work because we have the womb that brings forth. You know, not saying that the male doesn't help, but it's like we're the one that brings forth you know, the, our, our lineage is here and how we feel and who we are is what comes upon them. So it's like, we, as the women have to go back and change things and, and do the work that needs to be done. And plus, you know, the intuitiveness is just something about a woman and not saying that a man cannot do it, but it's just something about that, that being a woman, being motherly, being nurturing, being so cognizant, being intuitive. It's like, you're going to pick up the things that needs to be picked up. Like I said, I'm not saying that males cannot, 
because I've, I've talked to some males to do the work. Mm-hmm. It, it's next. Like we're all, even though we're all connected, but with women, it's a, it's a different connection. Right. That they're going to have. Um, but the work is, I will say this, though the work can be hard, it can also be very, very fun. Right. Um, it can be like one of the most open things ever because like I said, you wouldn't will not be the person that you're going to end up being. And for a lot of us, we want that change. Mm-hmm. We want to walk into our Uh-oh. Okay, one of the things that I was going to say was that if you work with me, one of the things I believe in is connecting the dots. And that's important to me. We have to find out exactly what is going on. What is I think that's just a gift from spirit, you know, that I'm able to see beyond certain things. Um, but it's just important to things that need to be cleared up and not just be like well this is my family right. we don't need to like to stop it because it can be stopped because these are patterns and behaviors right they can be changed but to reach me um i have my facebook page which is kalinda brown and that is spelled k-e-l-l-y-n-d-a-h-b-r-o-w-n-e and that is how I can be reached. Facebook or Messenger. Same um, same spelling. Okay. Excellent. Um, and how did you, let me ask you this final question. How did you get into doing this line of work? Uh-huh. Okay. So I um, am an apprentice. Mm-hmm. To, um, I'm I'm one of her apprentices. I was trying to figure out what it was I was supposed to be doing because I was looking at everybody that's in the apprenticeship and they were doing their things and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, what in the world am I supposed to be doing? But all ancestors, even before I started any. Uh-oh. All right. Unfortunately, we are having technical difficulties. So um, Kalinda can be reached on Facebook and um if you want any more details about her um her email will be in the description of the podcast and um hopefully you can connect with her and get the deeper level of understanding that you need to get for to um do this ancestral work and to be able to you know step into your full self your full activated self and you know be the all that you can be and have your children be the same um i appreciate you listening thank you so much it has been a pleasure to hear you if there's anything that you want to share about what you heard please 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 send me an email at m-o-m-e-v-o-l-v-e mommyvolve at gmail.com or go to my website and leave a comment www.mommyevolve.com I look forward to hearing from you. I apologize for the technical difficulties, but we try to keep it real here on Mommy Evolve, right? On Mommy Matters. Because at the end of the day, things aren't always perfect, but you're still going to get the most powerful information. And I feel like there was many beautiful things shared here today about the journey of ancestral healing and the purpose and the power of it. 
So I look forward to our next episode and to speaking to you and listening to you and sharing with you soon. Peace and love. Did you like that? I know it was as informative for you as it was for me. Look, this is a process for all of us. And to keep this process going, I would love to invite you to donate to our podcast. We want to continue to give you high-level content, beautiful content that enlightens and inspires and broadens your vision to elevate you and evolve. So please feel free to go to the podcast page at anchor.fm forward slash mommy matters. We would love to hear your questions and comments as well so that we can discuss them in future podcasts. And you can email that to momevolve at gmail.com. You can also visit the website and send your comments there, www.mommyevolve.com. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Peace and love.